Alright, so we're on a... You're on a, a, a very troubling run of sending me erotic pictures. <laughs> I, that sounds yeah, awful I, and is not I, true. I showed it to... I Gosh. showed my phone to Kendra yesterday. I was like, oh, Casey's sending me erotic pictures again. And I showed her the picture <laughs> of like the sourdough bread you had baked. <laughs> and Kendra was like, oh, that does look good. I was like, she she sent this to me in the store or somewhere. And I was, I was hungry. And I was like, ah, oh, don't do this. <laughs> that looks delicious. Shout out to you for being a baking trad wife. I know. I know. What can I say? I'm I'm just trying to find ways to become famous online. So I'm trying a bunch of things before I start my um, trad wife Instagram okay. account. I just have to somehow figure out a way to not look like a gremlin <laughs> all the time. Because I know that's a big part of being a trad wife is that you have to look good. Like constantly. Like you have to be in a dress when your husband gets home from mm-hmm. work. Pre- presents a little bit of an issue for me because Danny doesn't leave for work. So it's like, do I have to get get in a dress before he wakes up do my makeup before he so. wakes up it's i'm still figuring i'm still working through the kinks okay. okay i'm still figuring out the details of how to be an instagram famous trad right. wife without without fully taking over the dishwashing duties because mm. I, I can't do so that so there are limits here that's what i'm hearing <laughs> there are limits yeah <laughs> limits to the limits to the trad hustle I could be the name of your Instagram account. Yes. If, if not the Casey way, just trad hustle. <laughs> oh, man. It is funny to see, like, uh, wait, let's talk about another day. I do want to talk about the trad wife movement another day because I'm fascinated. I think I know the, like, the root of it. I think I, I think I kind of know why, what's going on there. So we'll just talk about okay. it another day. I figured it out, guys. Tune in to the next episode where I explain everything. It will not be an episode directly following this one. You only get two. Regardless, I don't know when these are coming out, but we talked on the pre-show. Nothing would be more on brand for us than going six weeks without an episode and then dropping two in the feed in the same day. That's perfect. It's beautiful. We're here to to, uh, surprise and delight. That's that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know those podcasts that drop episodes on the same day every week? <laughs> you know those? That's that not, us. not in fact us. <laughs> uh, okay, but right now we have FSBT update, which I can't sing it. I can't sing the little tune because I can barely talk still. That's so right. we will give you a pass. We will give okay. you a pass on that Thank one. Thank you. Okay. All right. Who's first? Me first. You already said it, but I forgot okay. already. I, I'm going to do two and then you're going to do. We just want to say thank you to the people who sent okay. these jokes okay. in. Um, pretty amazing yeah. that you guys just keep sending in these jokes. Our Methodist interns are, our Methodist interns have not been taking any time <laughs> off, even though we have. So we appreciate their dedication. Managing the lucrative FSBT brand uh, during the, <laughs> the ice storm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> a North Carolina pastor has been charged after trying to deep fry a McDonald's cook. Wait, deep fry a McDonald's yes, cook? Uh, as in a person. A person, okay. Got Dwayne it. Waden 
That's a great North Carolina name, by the way. Dwayne Waden. Yeah. Pastor of Elevated Life International Ministries. I'll say that again. Uh-huh. Elevated Life International Ministries was arrested after he punched the cook and tried to push his head towards the fryer. That is insane. The pastor was charged with several health code violations because you cook a head on the grill, not the fryer. (laughs) I thought it was going to be about, Uh, I thought the punchline was going to be like something about Southern Baptists and fryer Okay, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I was like, come on, Casey, don't step on the the jokes of the people who sent these in. It might come back around. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, the Good person work, I feel sorry for is the next person that elevated Life International Ministries who gets baptized. That pastor is going to be like, hey, weird story. Last time I tried to do this, it was in burning hot oil, not water. <laughs> anyway, Elevated Life International Ministries is also the name of my faith-based erectile dysfunction clinic. So weird, uh, oh <laughs> weird coincidence. <laughs> faith-based erectile dysfunction Uh, clinic i love it elevated i think that we could probably you could probably do a pure flick series around that idea (laughs) (laughs) all right you got two that was a lot of jokes for one story Mm. (laughs) are you're next you have another one i did two oh okay that was two okay a Colorado pastor charged with stealing $1.3 million from his followers in a cryptocurrency scheme has maintained that, quote, God told him to do it. Eli Rigaldo and his wife are accused of using the money for snowmobiles, jewelry, an SUV, and other luxury goods. Re- when reached for comment, God said, yes, this is what I said, <laughs> except it wasn't God. It was Eli Rigaldo speaking in a deep voice with his hand over his mouth like we wouldn't notice. Nice try, Eli. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving me the dumb one. <laughs> I should have read it in advance. I could have been like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is what I said. <laughs> All right, well, it's official. Shia LaBeouf is Catholic. The actor was recently confirmed into the Catholic Church and plans to become a deacon. In response, the SBC has offered lucrative contracts to Jared Leto and Jonathan Majors. Let's split up all the problematic people between the denominations equally. I could see, uh, I could see Jonathan Majors agreeing. Jared Leto's too far out there. He's not yeah. a good fit for the SBC. Anyway, back to that McDonald's story. Oh my! It gosh. reminds me of the time Kendra gave me a love coupon to get some amazing head at McDonald's. Except when we got there, they served That's... me an actual head. That's first of all, this this joke is not okay on so many levels. Kendra would never give you that coupon. That's disgusting. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> they served gross. me an actual head. It was delicious, by the way. That's great. Oh, my God. Jeez. I would like to exit this podcast for a little bit. <laughs> I just said, why would somebody send that joke in like they know my wife? That's that's rude. 
That is. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it my <laughs> yes, turn? Yes, the last one. <laughs> a Catholic priest in New York has been reprimanded for selling access to a historical church to Sabrina Carpenter so she could film a racy music video on the altar and then donating the appearance fee to a crisis pregnancy center. This story is eerily reminiscent of that time Gary Chapman broke into a New York church, filmed a racy video on the altar, and woke up in a crisis pregnancy center. That's so stupid. Oh, Gary. Gary, Gary, Gary. Why is he being reprimanded? I, I think it's great. Cool story. I think I think you should definitely take take that money and just take it and give it to something. Good. I, I, to me, it sounds like a victimless crime. <laughs> I agree, but the Catholics have a thing about their buildings. Yeah. So. Well, you yeah. know, um, Shia LaBeouf would never have allowed that to happen. priest what if shia labeouf became a priest oh i hope it happens i hope the getting confirmed is like the first step and then he becomes an actual priest okay do you have another update or is that it no that's it that is it all right what's next I don't know if I want to go straight into the Babylon Bee off that. Let's uh, let's do something lighthearted. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um, so we one of the things in our uh, little sabbatical there is we were talking about how certain movies hit different as you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could just be in a thematic way. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like one of the examples is... And we've actually touched on this before about it's a wonderful life you know how like yeah for me like i watched the movie totally differently now than i did when i was younger mm-hmm. um or it could be just like in an x's and o's kind of way mm-hmm. that like you know there's some sports movies um where you know you watch it now and it's like oh that's ridiculous come on mm-hmm. or yeah um you know, just any kind of like detail like that, where it's like, okay, you see it as an adult, and it's like, implied. Like one of these, one of these movies, like where kids just kind of go wherever they want to, like throughout yeah. like an entire city, and it's like, what? Like you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, like where's the, you know, where are these kids' parents? Like you know, right, you know, right. This totally implausible. Um, so I just had a few movies that hit differently, and hopefully you can contribute or comment on the ones I've got. Okay. Um, number one, and, and I was just watching a little bit of this the other day or last week or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just really hit me was the, the first Back to the Future movie. Mm. Like how differently you watch that movie as an adult. Okay. I don't know if I saw you... it as a kid. So uh-huh. tell me about your experience watching it when you were younger. Well, when I was younger, you know, you, you watch it as Michael J. Fox. Okay as you know you watch it as the the kid the you know, mm-hmm. 28 year old 28 year old 17 yeah yeah <laughs> which yeah he pulls so it you, off he kind of does um you know he doesn't really rate on the list of like unbelievable teenagers because yeah he's, yeah he's so small and and charming but, yeah so you definitely watch it as him the first time through and then I think you, it's when you have kids, it shifts 
And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like for me as a guy, I'm watching it as Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's, you just think like, oh gosh, You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I used to be young. Like, what yeah. would that be? Because the first time through you're watching, like, what would it be like to see my dad when he was younger? Yeah. And yeah. the second time through, it's like, what would my kids think if they saw me when I was 17? Mm-hmm. Which is a total shift and it, it kind of blows your mind. And the the first yeah. scene, like in the diner, when they're sitting next to each other, and the way they shoot it is really cool, like how they're mimicking each other, like with their, you know, they take a drink and they put their hands down, and you see yeah. them next to each other, like father, like son. And the scene, like in the shot, like where Michael J. Fox leans over and just like starts staring at his dad in profile, and mm-hmm. is just beholding him as a teenager for the first time. <laughs> really, really hard to watch as as an adult. I'm just thinking like what would my kids think about me when, Mm. you know, if they got a chance to meet me when I was 17? Um, You know, we can, I'll just leave the, that's interesting because I've seen that, you know, within the last two years. And I, I don't know if I had that thought, like what would my kids think if they saw me when I was 17? Well, the mom in the movie, (laughs) it's kind of a, yeah, kind of a, a wild stallion. So maybe not the best example. She is. She is wild. But you know, even still the same thing though. You're I I I didn't I didn't even I didn't come at it from that place. But maybe also because I hadn't seen it in so long the last time I watched mm-hmm. it, so I was actually just more like like just totally into that movie itself. You know, I wasn't like taking a lot from it to mm-hmm. apply it to myself. there's a movie that danny and i saw in theaters a french movie um called uh petite maman and this little girl meets another girl in the woods and it turns out to be her mom as a little girl oh man and they kind of figure it out together and now that was that was like that's when i had those thoughts like what if my kids could know me as a little girl? Like, you know, the, some of the things the the mom little girl says to her daughter that is mm-hmm. also a kid are just so impactful. And, and just like the daughter being able to see her mom as a kid, like changes your perspective, changes her perspective on her mom as the adult, you know? So I definitely have had that feeling during a movie, but it wasn't during (laughs) Back to the Future. There's a a somewhat underrated like late 90s, I think it's 99 or 2000 movie with uh, two of your favorite people, Jim Caviezel and um, (laughs) um, Dennis Quaid called Uh Frequency. You remember that one? No. And uh, basically the gist is uh, Jim Caviezel, his dad is dead. Okay. But uh, has like an old, uh, an old radio and uh, like something happens with like the Northern Lights and he's able to communicate with Mm. his dad like through time, like Mm. uh, with the radio. Kind of like contact and Jodie Foster and her dad and yeah. I think so. I don't know that I've ever seen contact. Oh, I know what it's one. about. I never saw it. 
I mean, I don't remember all the details. So people who know the movie better are like, what is Casey talking about? The <laughs> movie uh, frequency does kind of fall apart in the third act because um, Jim Caviezel actually leaves the movie and goes and solves the uh, worldwide sex trafficking trade. <laughs> yeah, that, then, that uh, would put a damper on things. <laughs> Dennis Quaid uh, uses the, the portal through time to... Uh, to marry, marry a 20 year old 18 year old yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right what other movies have impacted you differently uh well um just like on a on an x's and o's well okay i can't come off back to the future three nitpicks from back to the future real quick Oh, okay okay number one that they wouldn't remember marty and that their son looks exactly like marty <laughs> number two that they would hire her would-be rapist to wax the family car okay at the end and number okay. three that like these parents would be totally okay with their allegedly 17 year old son going off into the woods and having like a private vacation with his girlfriend <laughs> you remember oh. that little that little plot thing at the end of like marty isn't this like the week that you're going off to the cabin with jennifer and it's like, I don't really 17. remember that. Like you're 17. Like you should. Oh man. Like, the I don't dream. care how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what parent is, is, you know, clapping yeah. along. As yeah. That so weird. So weird. Anyway, those are my three nitpicks <laughs> from back to the future. Um, home alone. Let's talk about home alone real quick. Mm. I don't know I, why. I just I can't find it funny now. Like nothing about it is funny to me anymore. Oh, I I I love it so much and I still laugh at it. And it's one of my I think it's one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater and I went with a friend and mm -hmm. her dad gave us the talk the talk before about like there's like Kevin like the character speaks to his parents in a way that is not okay. Yeah. And like, you, you know, we got that like preemptive, like you're not allowed to disrespect your parents in the way that Kevin disrespects his parents. And. But somebody getting shot with a BB gun is okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we know. still love Home Alone. Uh, George does not like it, but our girls love it. And it we quote it the, all year. <laughs> i love slapstick humor but like i don't uh -huh. know something just got lost in transit like i don't want to see somebody step on a nail oh well yeah that part is awful stuff like that yeah, <laughs> i will say that the uh the old man marley scenes are pretty good yeah really good character yeah. really good yes character. i agree it is funny um, you do watch that when you watch that as a parent and you hear Kevin like giving this advice to this old man. You're like, well, that would never happen. Eight year olds are idiots. <laughs> they don't yeah. know what they're talking about. <laughs> and like when he goes out and like walks across town and buys groceries. Yeah, yeah. How does he get the groceries I, home after the bags break? That's my question. I know, I know. I do um what you were talking about, like seeing kids running all over. Every time I watch a movie with kids in the 80s, you know, 80s time period, I'm like, sometimes I wish I was raising my kids in the 80s, like different time, like different culture. I mean, and I, I obviously I can think back to my own childhood, but like 
kids were outside more. They had more freedom mm. to to go places, and I I don't know. I I love it. I love. I I'm definitely like very stereo stereotypical nostalgic for the time of my childhood and like oh man was that better but you know was it i think russell moore on twitter i don't know if he wrote the article or shared it but like this is like one of his things right now or maybe i'm misremembering that if i am forgive me but there was an article about like how basically kids can't get away from their parents anymore Mm -hmm. like younger kids like yeah, they don't go outside. Like they're not allowed to walk up and down the block. Like they just mm-hmm. can't. Like literally, get away from parents. Yeah, and like yeah. how that's hampering development. It, yeah, is... it's important for them to explore and like to problem solve and yeah, it's really talking about kids getting away from their parents twice in the last two weeks. I'm going to drop George off to school. He's like, so what do you do while I'm at school? <laughs> <laughs> and george is like you know he was stuff he still is like total mama's boy and you could just like i could just like see his little wheels turning like is this really necessary <laughs> do we really need to be apart for this much time oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing anyway <laughs> sam i'm thinking about you buddy <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just waiting i'm waiting for you to get home <laughs> yeah. he said today he's like i don't I, he's like some of my kids walk home from school i don't know why i'm like well they probably live close enough to walk he's like could i walk i'm like no you could probably ride your bike and then my, one of my older kids was with me so like maybe when you're in fourth grade <laughs> they're like mothering him like it's too early it's too early for you to ride your bike by yourself to school yeah <clears throat> i do think there is something to that like the pendulum we talk about the pendulum a lot on this show mm-hmm. like how it always seems to swing too far and then never yeah. stops in the middle for long enough because it's always swinging yeah. the other side like, yeah i do feel like the pendulum has swung too far of have to be around your kids at all times and yeah you know i mean tie everything back to covid you know like we're just cloistered together at all times it feels like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know and you know some kids uh, some parents are freaked out about um you know just like kidnapping and sexual predators and things yeah. like that and yeah you know, danny's definitely like that, on no. that danny's definitely on that side like the concern about like you know if the kids are outside and we're not with them, we can't like if we take a shower or something like they can't be outside while we're in the shower because mm-hmm. then we're like not accessible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's definitely been things we butted heads on with like the freedom that, you know, I want to give them a little bit more and he's more like, well, just like reel it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's funny too how like your family of origin plays into that because yes. Kendra was allowed to do go wherever she wanted to and now she's uh-huh. like, No, 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 everybody close together tight. Mm. And, you know, on some things. Not other right. things, but you got any other movie examples? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> um We I mean we talked about it's a wonderful life, and I don't need to yeah. retread all that, but um you know, just watching it as a child, looking at 
George and just be like, man, it sucks to be that guy. And then <laughs> as, as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, it does. It does yeah. suck to be that guy. Yeah. You know, I, obviously the listeners know that I didn't see this until I was an adult because we did the the movie watching party. Uh, mm. And I'm I'm thankful. Like, I'm thankful that I got to experience for the first time as an adult. And because I do think with some things you know your parents tell you about it forever and you're just Mm -hmm. like this is so dumb i don't want to keep watching this and then it becomes like it has like a stigma and then even when you are an adult and could appreciate it in a different way you might not be open to that so i was glad to experience it for the first time as an adult and danny and i watched it on I think we watched it on Christmas Eve this year, maybe Christmas night, and we invited all the kids to watch with us. And we, but we gave them the choice. Like Dad and mm-hmm. I are going to watch It's a Wonderful Life after George is in bed. Does anybody want to watch with us? And nobody took us up on it, <laughs> which was fine. Um, but it is different because as an adult, you felt that weight of mm-hmm. like taking care of your family and making sure they're provided for. And as a kid, you you haven't experienced that yet. So, mm. and also just that that like fear of sig- like being insignificant, or like that time has passed and you haven't done the things that you wanted to do. And yeah, yeah, the insignificant part for mm-hmm. for speaking as a man, just br- <laughs> brutal. Yeah, rewatch. You know, if yeah. You're, you know, if you're not in a good place in life, you know, I've seen it so many times, like in places where I felt like I was in a pretty good spot and other places where I was struggling. And mm-hmm. and if you're struggling watching that movie, it, yeah. it, 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 it gets brutal. you. It is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's pivot to uh, something a little bit more lighter. I'd like to talk about the movie Hoosiers. Okay. I've never seen uh, it. Big, uh, big sports fan, Casey House over here. I know she's got some thoughts. Is it basketball uh, so keep... or football? It's basketball. Okay. So I'm going to keep this brief because I know you don't have a ton of input here. Um, <laughs> Gene Hackman, Coach Norman, uh, Norman Dale. I think he's a jackass. I, you know, he's, he's like this celebrated icon of sports mm-hmm. movie coaches. I think he's kind of a jackass. And let me just give you some reasons real quick. Uh, runs the final play away from his star player who apparently like did not miss a basket his entire senior year. Um, just decides he's going to run it away from, from Jimmy. No, give the ball to Jimmy. Let Jimmy cook. Uh, the scene where he's he's just he's rude for no reason. Like when he mm-hmm. runs off the uh, the interim coach, just rude for no reason. Like you don't have to be a jerk. You know, you're burning the bridges here. Um, every time they, they do the vote where they're voting whether or not to kick him out, I do vote for him to get kicked out because I don't think he's a good coach. He coached some fundamentals. But then like the scene where he – uh, plays with four players instead of five because the player shot when he wasn't supposed to. Uh, you know, this typical typical archetype of every self-centered, egotistical, perpetually aggrieved basketball coach I've ever run across <laughs> who would rather lose his way than win mm-hmm. somebody else's way. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. Gosh, isn't that. that true for so much in life, though? You see people do that. They're like, I would rather screw myself over if I'm in, in, but be in charge of that, then like go on a path that's flourishing for me and like submit myself to someone else's way. <laughs> it's just, 
insane behavior. Uh, yeah. Which is why uh, a lot of pastors that fall from grace need to work at Home Depot. Exactly. <laughs> and by a lot, we mean all. <laughs> Every single one of them. Oh, <laughs> been a while since we uh, since we did the Home Depot rant, but it is evergreen. It is yes, evergreen. it is. It's always good. It is. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is one of the things that like uh, was just has been in our content pile for a while. Um, you and I talked a little bit about this. We'll spend a few minutes on this. Uh, since we've been gone, the Babylon Bee kind of stepped in it again. Very much on purpose, I will add. It's not an accident. Yeah. They, they know how to generate headlines for themselves. They throw the shit out and step on it. Like, they put it in front of them. And, and say, then they step Oh, who put it. this here? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess maybe some of you guys are tired of hearing us talk about the Babylon Bee. But it is sort of at the intersection of Christian culture and humor, which is where we are and where I right, am. Right, right. Uh, doubly so with the Substack, so... It feels relevant. Um, they did a tweet uh, a while back. Trump promises Vivek uh, an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. And there is a photoshopped image of Vivek mm-hmm. Ramaswamy wearing a 7-Eleven <laughs> shirt in the, in the White House. I, I appreciated that attempt at pronunciation. <laughs> um. Uh, side sidebar. Right after we, you and I talked about this, I had a dream that Kendra was having an affair with Vivek. That was, <laughs> oh that was a gosh, fun dream. It's so just random. The, yeah, so random. And then uh, in the dream, you know, your spouses never react in the dream the, like in a logical way. Like they always right. just make things worse in the dream. Right. And uh, she was like trying to get me to have an affair with another woman so that like she could justify being with Vivek, which is typical dream madness. But... <laughs> Putting that on the record here for future divorce proceedings, if it turns out that she is seeing Vivek on the side. <laughs> so anyway, people got super upset about this, as was the plan. And mm. the Babylon Bees guy, Seth Dillon, responded and said, some of our readers have expressed concern about this report, suggesting it did not meet the high journalistic standards they've come to expect from us. We want you to know that we've listened to you, we've heard your voices, and they are stupid. Beautiful. Just wow. Which, uh, you know, accomplished its intended goal, which was to make right. people even more mad. Yeah. And make people yeah. talk even more about the Babylon Bee and how horrible it is, mm-hmm. which, you know, feedback loop reinforces right. the idea of the Babylon Bee's readers that, yeah, they don't get us because we're edgelords, you know. And right. <laughs> we're, we're actually the cool kids. And it's like... <laughs> Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting to me because to me, Seth Dillon's response was actually quite a bit funnier than the actual right. tweet when yeah. he's calling people yeah. stupid because right. that was more creative, a more creative response than the actual thing mm-hmm. of Vivek in, in the White House um, in the 7-Eleven. And what I said to you was, this is just my little two cents here, that in a weird way, like I don't even think the original thing about him I think in a weird way, like they were trying to pass it off as Trump being racist, that right. like Trump would put him in a 7-Eleven. Right. Uh, I think that's you know, a very be... charitable reading, by the way. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, much like the Butt article, people want to be upset. And mm-hmm. 
whatever, whatever. Maybe it was charitable. I mean, maybe there was, maybe it was totally out of bounds. But my other point to you is, it just wasn't funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't yeah. funny. It's not. It's not yeah. funny. And if you like the Babylon Bee and you listen to this, uh, cool. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to run them down. It's just, it's just like two things that are related to each other. Put them together. Smash them together. Hey, look, it's a yeah. joke. And it's yeah. like there's there's no context there, and the, right. there's no build up. And I think the thing that makes people laugh is that, not to go too far into the weeds, but a joke is a trick. A joke right. is a trick. It subverts your expectations. And that, you know, like when we're reading the update jokes, like right. the thing of, you know, being served a human head or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's right. got to be a trick in there that can't take, catches you by surprise. Yeah. Um, which is why I kind of, you know, ashamed to admit it a little bit, but I did laugh at Seth Dillon's response because right. he set it up like this Yeah, like apology. this apology. Like, right. And then he's like, you're and stupid. And then said, you're stupid. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, that by definition was a trick. He tricked us. He tricked us right. into thinking there was an apology and then he hit us with, you're stupid, right. which did make me chuckle a little bit. But the problem with the majority of the Babylon Bee's jokes is there's no trick. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, AOC communist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all very predictable. Um, yeah. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel clever. So like I I I look at you know I follow the reductress which is like the mm-hmm. onion for women basically and so <laughs> many of their headlines feel so clever cuz it's mm-hmm. like this is definitely a thing and someone has turned it into this joke that's like so relatable and so funny and somebody really smart thought of this you know it doesn't feel yeah. it's not like you know it's not playing on stereotypes it's like I don't I don't know like if 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 it's not clever why are why are we even like oh haha ha, Trump's racist or we're racist like oh okay I have a thought on that okay let's hear it if this isn't clever why because I think sometimes in Christians in particular and uh-huh. you can help me unpack this are lazy I think they settle for it being familiar hmm. I think when something is familiar, they take that as like, ah, I get this. I'm on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a a lot of times the B. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) Listen to this reductress headline. This is just like, it says, quote, I can't believe my body created and pushed this out. Says woman marveling over giant booger. (laughs) So it's just so funny. It's like. Taking something that women say and just applying it to something so stupid. It's just, it's, anyways, I, I agree with what you're saying about the it's familiarity. A, it's a, like the reductress thing you just, I'd never heard that before, but I enjoyed it because it was a trick. Like I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be talking about, yes. it reminded me of what they say about babies and then it right. pulled the rug out from under me and it was like, yeah, oh, yeah. you got me, you got me. <laughs> and I think with the bead, there's no, there's no, you got me. It's just. Uh, I recognize these two things together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a great insight. I like so, that. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Sports Illustrated is shutting down or was shutting down. I don't know. But I'm I'm sure the either. B will have something about how they put men in the swimsuit issue and things like that. And it's yeah. just going to be 
yeah. this thing reminds you of this thing. Put them together. It's a joke. When right. It's, right. It's like, okay, well, this, all right. It's, it's a lazy attempt. For and sure. if people, I can't say this, if people truly enjoy that, then, then I'm, then I'm happy for that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad for that. I'm, we need more more humor and mm-hmm. even if it's not something i think is funny we need more humor right. so right. I, I do support that i'm just I, I don't know i'm just just talking though of, yeah. of why maybe sometimes i don't find it funny and, right and why because it it does i don't want it to come across as sour grapes of you know they have more followers than than i do or, or things like that i just no no i'm trying to explain like why some things are funny to me and other things aren't right because right i think that's interesting i don't ever see their stuff unless you know people i follow quoted or and with that recent one it was definitely it was definitely in my feed mm-hmm. so some things hit hit the buttons just right for people and they feel like they have to reply and correct and admonish <laughs> it's like why are we wasting our time why are you wasting your time on that when you got people saying that women shouldn't have butts right i need people to have priorities i, I really do i i need us to all get our priorities straight <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so i think what we were left with uh our final order of business is uh are we going to be allowed <laughs> Sorry to come back to this. Are we going to be allowed to post the shot of your ceiling on the FSBT feed? (laughs) I don't know. I also blur it out. (laughs) I mean, I just I don't know. It's pretty (laughs) it's pretty scary when you see it. I almost didn't want to send it to you, but I I had to. Oh no, it's fine. I I would want her to send that to me, like if it was my ceiling. I also forgot in our last episode when I was talking about Jason's book, I also forgot to mention that there's another Christian podcast with fun in the name. Uh oh, here we go. That is ignoring Jason's request to come on their podcast and talk about his book. And I don't even, what is, I just want to say publicly that Fun Sexy Bible Time will never. We'll never ignore Jason Kirk. <laughs> this is this is our pledge to Jason Kirk. Will we get the title of his book right when we introduce it? Probably not. <laughs> but is he always welcome on this show? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I I reached out today because I had seen him, you know, trying to get their attention about his book. And I noticed they hadn't replied. And this was like two weeks ago. And so I reached out today and I was like, have you heard anything? And he said no, and I just there's only I guess you know I guess not every Christian podcast that's fun <laughs> is all that fun, you know. <laughs> I love your 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 pettiness towards good Christian fun is one of my favorite things about you. Uh, your presence. I haven't seen anything about them in ages, except I, for I when didn't know they were still out. No, I didn't either. Except for when somebody in Danny's podcast Discord who didn't know that Fun Sexy Bible Time was a thing, like tagged uh-huh. tagged Becca and Danny was like, I don't know if you guys have heard of this or if you'd be interested. And it was linking to Good Christian Fun. And <laughs> Becca was like, 
have you heard of Fun 65 time? And I and I said, I can't believe someone's recommending good Christian fun to my husband. I'm sick. <laughs> well, but well, I, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't know they were still, you know, still going. Well, grace but, and peace to good Christian fun. Good luck to you guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. also, why why aren't you responding to Jason? <laughs> He wrote a book that literally is everything that you guys talk about. Well, you know, they may have uh, a more professional presence than we do, but... Uh, well, that's you know, pretty you, much you... every other Christian <laughs> podcast. And all the non-Christian ones, too, but... Um, yeah. You know, if you, uh, if, you, if you look us up, it'll say, uh, since 2015. Or... Right. You know, 2011 or 04, whatever, whatever it was we started. I have no idea. But we've been here for a long time. I think it was 15. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> the one thing. That was your first uh, foray into it. But, yeah. Um, well, I first recorded uh, in 16, but I think you had started the year before. So either way. <clears throat> we were, uh, we are... We've got we've got seniority. That's that's what we have. We have seniority. Yeah, we do. That's, what, that's basically time. all we have going for us at this point. <laughs> is that you just can't make us stop. You can't get us to come on, stop coming on here and making little jokes and having fun. <clears throat> I mean, it's needed. It's it's definitely going to be needed now more than ever because we're we're in twenty twenty four. We're in an election year. Like you go yeah. you go online and it feels surreal. You, you, everything feels surreal and there's only like, so much okay. that um there's only so much that elevated somewhere. life international ministries can do on its own <laughs> we have to have right right fun, sexy you gotta have fun. a place you can go and know that you're gonna have a good time so <laughs> or, or we're gonna have a good time and if you don't you know we would understand because it gets a little ridiculous here <laughs> but we have a great time <laughs> yeah this is our, right. our longest recording ever. <laughs> you want me to push stop? Yes, please push stop. <laughs>